Hey folks, welcome back to Pocket Shooters, the show that's all about mastering mobile photography. I'm here with my brilliant co-host, Mr. Julio Shurio. What's up, G? What's up? This is a sad episode, man. This is it sad. Is. This is it's the end of a micro era. <laughs> so, so this is the, this is our season finale of Pocket Shooters, but we also want to we want to squeeze one last tip in here that we thought uh, would be helpful for folks. But also, this is going to be the last show in this season. Pocket Shooters by no means is going away, but this season of Pocket Shooters, this is the last episode. Then the show will go away for. I think about three weeks or so, or maybe a month, and then uh, it will come back stronger than ever with brand new content for season two of Pocket Shooters. But Julio, one of the topics on this particular show is Quick Draw. Quick Draw McGraw. So, and basically it's about being ready for, for getting the shot. iPhones and Android phones have excelled at making it relatively easy for you to 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 get that shot. You know, you see a giant, you know, animal running across the road in front of you. You don't want to be fumbling with your phone, trying to find the phone app, get it launched, get it ready, and then crickets, right? So what, what are some tips from Julio Shorio, the master of mobile photography, for being quick draw ready? Well, the master is going to tell you, you got to learn how to walk across rice paper without leaving a trace before you can uh, dodge spears. Um, but there will, the master will arrive when the student is ready. First thing is if you have a, one of the newer phones this is an iPhone six plus, yeah. um, they're slippery, they're slippery. So if you're going to, I mean, I, this side's fallen into my couch and I went the other day and I can go to grab it and slipped out of my hand and launched across the room, <sighs> you know, and near yeah. my son, I was like, Oh my God, if it hit him in a, you know, so they're slippery. Um, yeah. they're beautiful, but they're slippery. So. For quick for shooting quick, just get a case. Get a case that you may not like. I don't use my case all the time. I don't use it all the time, but sometimes I do. I use mine all the time, dude. What, what case is that, anyways? This is the Apple case. This is the standard. Oh, I don't yeah, see the Apple. Oh, logo. there's the Apple logo. Okay. I never yeah, this just beat to all hell because yeah. I use it all the time. Yeah, and I, I, for me, I don't know about you, but I have really dry skin, so my hands are always dry. Dry hands have very little grip when it comes to holding slippery objects. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. so I put this on there and it's, it's got a little bit of grip and, uh, and, and I can hold it. I don't feel like I'm going to lose it. Plus, I, I get to treat my phone, my camera phone, like a tool rather than a precious, expensive object. And I'm not afraid mm -hmm. to put it down. I could just, you know, I throw it around and I know it's going to be perfectly fine when I get ready to sell it to get to the, get the next phone. Yeah. So, I mean, great, great point. So yeah, definitely use a case, use a case. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. That's the best thing. And then, and then just, under, just understand how your phone in particular works. Mm -hmm. So I think with iOS 10, what is it? It's a click and then to the right. So you kind of swipe to the right and then boom, you got your, you got your camera going right there. So, it's, yep. you know, that's all. I mean, it, it, it's not a, a difficult thing to do to just, just be ready and, um, always keep your eye out, you know, and I would say this, like I keep, I keep my phone, I believe I'm usually my front pocket. So it's always ready, you know, mainly cause I'm always yeah. using it. Yeah, so just, much. just always be seeing, always be looking. And then, so the quick draw, I guess, kind of starts with your eyes first and then your phone. Yeah, absolutely. And the, one of the other things that you might want to know is if you, if you have a phone that supports force touch, you can force touch on the camera icon. Like I'm doing, let's see if we can share that. So there's my camera icon right there. 
if you can see that. So if I force touch on it, like that, oh, wait, there you go, force touch on it. You can't see that, but what it, maybe you can see it, but it popped up a quick menu that says take photo, record slow-mo, re record video, and take selfie. So I can quickly get into those menus by, without having to launch the camera, then scroll through the options in the camera. I can just press and hold, move my finger up to the one I want, boom, and I'm in that particular mode ready to take a, to take a photo. The other thing is, like Julio said, uh, when you're in the lock screen, especially on iOS 10, on, 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 iOS, on the Mac phones or on the iPhone, if you slide and you go into the camera, which is cool, so I'm in the camera mode now, you go horizontal like this, the up volume button on your phone acts as a shutter release. So you don't have to press this button, which could introduce shake into your photo as you try to reach to find the photo button, you know, however you're holding your phone. But if you're holding it like a normal camera, just like this, this is how we hold cameras and use the up volume button, I'm taking photos. Like I'm taking photos of you right now by just pressing that button. And I got the photo just like that. And the, if you hold the button down, it has a continuous frame advance, oh, yeah. which is handy. And then, and then it all stores as it looks like one photo. But if you go into it, you could access the other images. You can turn them into animated GIFs, which I have a really neat app that does that. But you can actually hear it. Let me raise the volume here and see if we could, if we could hear it. Oops, I, I was taking photos. Um, <laughs> nope, there we go. Do you hear that? Yeah, that's crazy. So you you can hear it. Um, that kind of helps too. Uh, you know, so take take a bunch, and if you don't like it, delete it. The nice thing is when you shoot in a sequence, the uh, software will choose the best one for you. Yeah. What it, what it thinks is the best, and most of the time, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Those are those are those are really good tips on you know just quick draw. You know, you don't we don't need to belabor the point, but you know, just be ready. Obviously, you want to make sure your phone is charged all the time. Right, because you don't want to be that person that's you know a great shot passes you by because you were on you ignored your phone's warnings and you were on four percent and then it went to zero quickly. So that's when you have a doorstop and your phone is no longer good to anyone. So yeah, definitely keep it charged. When I travel, I take a little portable charger with me so that I can plug it in and and charge up my phone on the go. I don't have to be the person searching for an outlet in the airport or whatever. I can just juice up my phone with a battery that's already in my bag and you know depending on the like the other cameras that you have like this camera this is this is one of my other cameras this is the lumix gx8 i can also charge this the camera with an external battery so i can plug it into an external battery pack and charge that phone on the go as well as my other devices so you know just just keep those kind of things in mind power is important when you're a pocket shooter because all bets are off if your phone is dead. And, if you've, and then the other thing, if you've, if you've drained your phone because you're a pocket shooter, you've been taking photos all day and taking videos and time lapse and all that stuff, at a certain point, you're gonna wanna use your phone as a phone and you don't wanna be in a critical situation without, without battery because you've been out all day shooting. So just be cognizant of that and you know, maybe invest in a cheap battery. Gee, you carry a battery around when you travel, right? 
Yeah, I have this neat Panasonic that I got as a door prize actually at, a, at an event. And it, it's actually, you can plug it into the wall and it'll charge as a charger two devices for USB. So I can charge my GX85 internally and my phone simultaneously or phone or an iPad or whatever. Um, or I even use it with the DX01. And then on top of that, it's a battery pack. So in a pinch, it's great. In, in fact, I was on, uh, leading a photo walk yesterday and uh, my buddy's uh, GX85 went dead. And he's like, oh, I don't I didn't bring an extra battery. He's like, no problem. Plug it in. And within 10 minutes, he had two more bars. So yeah, they're handy. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you, can, hero. you can get crazy with these things. You can get like giant ones. I mean, it's all depending on what you want to carry. I like this little one I have. Um, but I would like to know what you guys are using. If you have a cool option that you just are in love with, leave us a comment on YouTube or over your you're watching this because I'm curious. I, and I know Frederick's curious, but you know, cause there's so many options. Like what's, what's really good and what's, what's not so good. I think. And it changes, it keeps changing all the time. Man, it does. And which are you guys using uh, cases, battery cases? I used to use them. I don't use them anymore, but I'm curious. Well, dude, let's, let's review the season since this is the season finale. Let's review. All right. All right. Uh, cause we talked about a lot of stuff over, yes. over season one of pocket shooter. So let's, let's review so I think we, we kicked off with iPhone 7. When we launched the series, it was around the time when the iPhone 7 had been released, right? Are you, uh, how are you feeling about the iPhone 7 now? I, I think it's a fantastic device. I will probably get one at some point, but I didn't get one on launch day. And as of this recording, I still do not have one. So I don't know. I, I mean, as long as I don't go on the Apple store, I'm safe. <laughs> you know, I thought that. And then I, I was talking to Leo Laporte, who runs This Week in Tech, and uh, I was co-hosting one of, the, one of his shows with him a couple days ago, and he, obviously he's the tech guy. He got one. So I was looking at it, and uh, yeah, the camera, the camera obviously is a pocket shooter camera. It's amazing, no doubt. But this camera is still pretty good, too. In this, this is a 6S Plus, and it is a fantastic camera. So I'm, uh, I think I'm with you. I think I'm going to hold off for a few minutes, you know, and, and see what comes up next. I'm going to see how, I'm going to see how far I can make it, G. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to see, year, how, man. I'm gonna see if, how far I can make it before upgrading to iPhone 7 and if it makes sense. If I can make it more than halfway through the year or through the, the cycle, then it might as well make wait for iPhone 8, right? And then, because the rumor is they're going to make some really big changes on iPhone 8, right? Yeah, so that's the thing. If you're six months into a year product cycle, stop. Don't do anything. <laughs> Don't do it. And that's the one that that's the thing. So six six months from now is when you're gonna start to see all the cool accessories for the seven. Yeah. You know, and and you know, and that's so, just, yeah, it's just kind of strange. Like, right. Like I would buy a six S, six plus six S plus today if it was more discounted than just like a hundred dollars from the seven, because I want a few of the features that it has, but my six plus still rocks, man. Yeah. Yeah. They're rocking camera. Yeah. So don't, don't, don't feel like that. Oh, I can't get great shots. Cause I don't have the iPhone seven yet. The, if you have a, an iPhone all the way back to almost four, you know, or better there, your cameras are pretty good in those cameras. So don't use that as an excuse for you not to be out there shooting because you can do some really cool stuff. All right. Lightroom mobile. We talked about Lightroom mobile that shoots, you know, you can now, if you use the Lightroom mobile camera app, that gets installed when you put Lightroom Mobile on your device, you can shoot in RAW or Adobe's digital negative format, DNG, right? Have you been using that at all? I haven't because it only works with the 6S on up. 
Oh, oh, really? Oh, right. <laughs> and and it works with an iPad Pro nine point seven, not the twelve point nine. And I have a twelve point nine. I'm like, yeah, same here. Yeah. You know, I was kind of bummed for a second, but this when we started talking about this, and this kind of leads into the next uh, thing we covered. Um, I was like, well, I have a DXL one, so mm -hmm. I got better raw files than the iPhone seven will do, and probably the better than the iPhone eight is going to do. Yeah, I got it. I got it today. You already got it. Yeah. No, so no excuses. Once again, no excuses. No. Oh, I can't do this because I don't have that. You have that. You can do stuff. Yeah, and and, and I tell you, I tell you, I, I know the iPhone seven's rad, but if you had a choice, if I had a choice between an iPhone seven and this, just for for the purpose of cameras, I would I would take the one. Yeah. Oh wow. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about that. The DXO. The DXO one. What are what are the advantages of getting that thing? Well, you get real bokeh for starters versus simulated bokeh. You have a larger sensor. You can shoot in low light. You can shoot raw in, in camera. Um, the selfies are phenomenal compared to the front-facing camera of the phone because you basically just turn the camera around. Mm -hmm. um, and it's got Wi-Fi built in. So if you want to basically, you're docking your spaceship, right? Swing my arm around here, boom. And then if you, you set up your Wi-Fi and then you pull off, and your screen still works and then you can you know take this underwater with accessories baby camera i mean yeah. it's a really really neat iphone accessory yeah yeah i agree i agree i have one as well and yeah they've got lots of cool accessories i think you can probably even see mine up there somewhere um yeah they've got lots of cool accessories like the underwater housing um and add on to the front of it so that you can put little filters on there like neutral density filters to allow you to control the amount of light coming in and maybe do long exposures those sorts of things. And um, they also, I think the, one of the more important pieces that they announced was a little thing that clamps onto the bottom that gives you a tripod mount. So now not only can you just set it on the desk so it stands up, but you can put it on one of those mounts or any, any tripod mount that you have available, which goes in with the whole long exposure thing and get some really, really insanely professional looking images that I don't think are possible with just an iPhone, even an iPhone 7. So yeah, I think it's a, it's a cool piece of kit. And because the image quality, I mean, it's the same sensor as like in the Sony RX100. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I don't know if it's the same exact, it's the same size, I'll, I'll say. It's the same size as the uh, newly announced Lumix LX10. So I had a friend of mine the other day who's going to a Kanye West concert. And they're like, you cannot bring a dedicated camera. It cannot look like a camera. So I'm like, take the DXL1. You know, yeah. solution. Yep. There you go. Yeah, take the DXL1. Cool, man. All right. So let's blow through the rest of these things. This was, right. a, this was an awesome season. It was, this was a good foundation of just basics. And as we move into these next seasons, we'll be, we'll be niching down a little bit and talking about, you know, like technique and focusing in on, on different pieces of hardware and that sort of thing. But we kept it relatively high level on purpose for this first season. And one of the things we talked about was the idea of shooting with a theme, right? So mm -hmm. when, and that was the idea of, not go like I, I said in a previous episode don't throw yourself behind enemy lines without any sort of strategy <laughs> for for creating images you agree with that right G? yeah you want kind of you know there's there's themes and then I, I i use the word intention and mm -hmm. i'll go out and i'll say i'm gonna i'll just say bold color don't get more complicated than that bold color keep that in mind and as you're creating bold color you'll see other things that'll pop up if we're creating casually then you're kind of, it's like a, it's like a buckshot approach. You just kind of, you get what you get. There's no focus. But if you're, if you want to grow as an artist, you've got to create with intention. So day after day, it's like exercise day yep. after day, you're creating with intention. And then 
once in a while you give yourself a day off and then you'll see all sorts of new stuff again and then you start to process over yeah love it love it and then we also talked about simplification and uh the whole less is more and that kind of that ties into the idea of shooting with a theme or shooting with intention right simplification oh, yeah. so that's the the whole idea of you don't need to have everything in your scene and if even even if you just have to take a couple steps forward to to simplify you know and to bring more of your subject into the scene and less of the surrounding era area that can that can do wonders to increase the quality and the interestingness of your photos right 100%. I mean, there's the old rule I learned at the Nikon school, and I think you actually mentioned it during the, the recording, was get close and then get closer. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a great one. And you should, do, you should try. If you're not sure, get close and then get even closer. Unless you're like, you know, bears or tigers, then get farther and then get farther back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything has a caveat attached to it. So uh, composition and varying your angles we talked about in, in two of our episodes separately. And that's the, you know, tr using rules, <laughs> using rules, but then knowing when to break those rules, right? Composition and, and doing interesting things with your angles so that you're, I think we said in that one episode, if your back doesn't hurt when you're getting a shot, you're not, you're not doing it right. <laughs> So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you gotta have your, you gotta good composition is good composition across any camera and any era in photography. Yep. Totally. And then we covered in camera HDR. We talked about when to zoom and when not to zoom. We we dove deeper into the rule of thirds and, and when to use it and when to break it and what it is. And we spent a lot of time on printing, which was, which was really cool. You know, and I learned you, you have a, a area in your loft that's, covered in prints, right, G? I do, I do. And it's mostly prints from my Impossible Lab um, and then some stuff from Artifact Uprising. I like to keep it simple. There's all sorts of cool things to print, um, but those are the ones that I use. And I, you know, in that episode, we talked about what other ones uh, are yeah. available. Yeah, we talked We talked about the, the Fuji Instax SP1 and SP2, which uses, which uses uh, Fuji film. We talked about the Impossible Instant Lab that you use. Mm -hmm. for printing and yeah there's lots of options out there but i think the the overall takeaway from that episode was don't necessarily feel that your images need to remain trapped in the digital universe you can set them free and let them live a completely different and maybe even more appreciated life in the real world right exactly yep cool so that was printing then we talked about tripods and mounting accessories and some of the new things that you can do by just using using some sort of stabilization on your camera and you you swear by this i learned something new that you don't go anywhere without a tripod right yeah i, I used to not be like this my uh, my buddy who you probably who i know you know levi sim he mm -hmm. goes everywhere with a tripod and at first i was like this guy's nuts and then it's, i started like realizing that I'm losing shots and I'm like, all right, I'm going to start carrying a tripod. So I carry the, uh, the three-legged thing by Leo. That's a really good looking tripod and very functional and, um, it's fun. It's, it's, it's nice to have, but even when I, even when that's just a little more than I want to carry from going to a grocery store, I'll carry like a little, uh, I have a Joby, uh, Joby, Joby, um, one with the magnets on the bottom that I can use even as, as a hand grip for the phone if I need to. Yeah. And then I attach it to the shoulder pod S1. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, this is a whole new world we're cracking into with all this cool stuff. 
hope we're not blowing people's minds with all these different options. They're like, oh, I thought it was just phone. <laughs> if your mind is blown, please hang up and dial 911. Exactly, exactly. Cool. This is good stuff, man. Gee, I want to thank you for all your your work and and collaboration and friendship on on uh, this this first season. I think this show, like I said, and when we launched it, is important to the Twip Network just because mobile phone photography is underserved and under talked about. We spend we tend to you know the industry as a whole tends to spend a lot of time talking about drones, talking about mirrorless cameras, talking about DSLRs you know, video, all these different things. And the one camera device that everyone, for the most part, has are these phones, right? And now we have a show that's dedicated to it. So I'm, I'm excited about where this whole, this whole movement and the pocket shooters community and universe is going to go. And you were 100% instrumental in making all this happen from co-hosting the show with me to also you know, doing interviews that are in the TWIP school to all, you know, all this stuff. So thank you. I appreciate awesome. it. Thank dude. Thank you so much for, for the invitation to co-host with you. Cause I, there was not even a, an option of no. I was like, Oh hell yeah, let's do it. Cause <laughs> this stuff is so much fun. It's democratizing. And you know, with, with TWIP being the number one uh, photography podcast network in the world, which is just so badass. So you built that, that, we're, we know we're going to be able to reach a lot of people and inspire people. And that just is, I know it sounds silly, but I just, it just, it feels good to know that, that people can get inspired um, to create regardless of what gear you have, because gear is fun, but it can be expensive. Let's, let's yeah. be real. So totally. make sure you create no matter what, be creating, be creating because life is short and you want to have a little something left over when, when you're done. I love it. I love it. You know, and I think it's, those are the perfect words to end this season on. So Julia Shoriel, thank you. Thank you to the pocket shooter audience and pocket shooter community. Thank you to all of our patrons that supported the show. And thank you to all the folks that, uh, that purchased the pocket shooters course through the TWIP school. This is not goodbye of pocket shooters. Of course, like I said, we are just going on a short hiatus while we spin up for the next season of Pocket Shooters, which of course, knowing Julio and I will need to be something even, to use a Julio word, radder than this first season. <laughs> it's gotta be radder. And, and, and radder a word, is that legal? It is now, so. And this is where we really need your guys' help. So we wanna know what you want to hear about. What's no one talking about? And, and what's like the really juicy stuff that you wanna hear? Do you wanna hear more about how professionals are using uh, smartphones in their workflows or how they're working with traditional cameras with smartphones, what apps? Tell us what you love to use and tell us what you love to hear about. And then Frederick and I will uh, take the lead and, and dive in. And, and we, we can't do it unless you guys are supporting of us through the, the through Patreon. I know we keep talking about that, but what this means is for, we love doing this. This is so much fun, but I'm here in a studio, right? This is my office in, 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 the, in the studio that I'm renting. And basically means that we have to stop doing the work that we normally do to bring in uh, income to do this. And so we love to do this, but we need, we need grease we need grease to keep the, 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 the wheels moving. If you know, grease is the so, word yeah. is the word. <laughs> so we want to thank you in advance for your support. This is, um, you know, it's a bold move on our part, bold move on TWIP. 
trips yep. apart. Um, it's it's yeah, so awesome. I'm gonna I'm, I'm not gonna say anymore because I'm gonna get I'm gonna get emotional. Oh, you're gonna get misty, dude. Oh, we're, just gonna, we're, just, oh, we're, we're not going away permanently. We're just going away for a minute, and then we'll be uh, back, and uh, then we'll be crushing it. This. Uh, Pocket Shooters will be, what is TWIP? TWIP is at episode 483 as we record this. <laughs> Pocket Shooters, we got a long way to go to catch up with this week in photo. So, you know, I think it's, uh, it's all good. Cool, man. All right, with that, we will uh, we'll say so long for now. And uh, we'll see you in season two of Pocket Shooters.